It's the Bob McCown Podcast, and it's brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. I am the aforementioned McCown. That is the still unmentioned, but now mentioned, John Shannon. Hello, Robert. And uh, we are guestless today. No one would come on with us. Well, that's not true, but we're not going to get into it. Well, you can't say it's not true and then get not get into it. Is there? No, an we are. We're, we're not going to get in. We're not going to get into it. You know, there are certain things within the media world that you're allowed to have some confidentiality. We were supposed to have a guest. We were ready to have a guest. Yeah, we had the guest booked. And you talked to the guest, but well, then the guest it, didn't want to come on. Well, no, but there, there's a there's I mean, no, a but bit, there's a little no bit but. more than. That's original, true. That's exactly what happened. The original schedule had it done at a time when some of us weren't available. I wasn't available. Yeah, some of us. So anyway, it didn't work out. And so we'll make it work the next time. Maybe. Uh, so uh, you and me uh, against the wall here with a variety of topics. <laughs> make it sound like it's torture. Oh, it's a, it's a shooting squad. There's no doubt. Uh, it's it. a firing squad. Yeah, no doubt about it. Oh, come, don't you like don't don't you just like shooting the shit once in a while? Or are you not a sh- shit shooter? <laughs> I used to. I used to enjoy that. Yeah, you used to just be able to sit there and go off on this tangent. When we did the radio show, Bob, you know as well as I do, the first ten minutes of the radio show uh, were a little unplanned. <laughs> They weren't a little unplanned. They were completely unplanned. In and, fact, and, the vast majority of the show was completely unplanned. Well, no, they, they, the producers there, the guys that ran the show there, did a good job of ensuring guests. But the first 15 minutes, they'd say, well, you guys just talk. You guys just talk. Well, no, they didn't say that. That's just what we did. <laughs> and we did and okay. We barely talked sports ever. All right, we have, have we have a, we have now chatted long enough to take a break. I'm exhausted. I need some time out. <laughs> You're dealing with your grandkids now. I need a time out. No, no, but I need a time out, and and uh, it's here. So okay. uh, we'll we'll come back and uh, yak after these messages. McCown and Shannon, back with you. How how far till how long till the um... till the next break? Yeah, next break. <laughs> Can we take it now? Uh, no. How how long till the hockey uh, uh, season begins? Well, no, well, the training camps. Uh, they week? start uh, medicals and uh, physicals and all that stuff are on Thursday and Friday of this week. Yeah, an exhibition uh, exhibition games start. Uh, you know, on Monday the what is it the twenty twenty sixth. That's pretty quick, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what's I mean? You got people in the seats and money in the bank. I guess. Uh, we've chatted a bit about the Maple Leafs and uh, their um, the prognosis for them for this year. What do you see for them? I don't think you've given your two put your two cents in. Well, um, to me, what what's what's happened now is is that there are two variables to this hockey club that I think there's tons of question marks, and that is the you know I, I think that you know there's an assumption that the the two, top two forward lines are in pretty good shape. Well, they're in pretty good shape because they, they can't really be very flexible with them with the money they're paying their players. So what are they going to do for forwards six through or seven through 12? And, and then what, are the, and then the question about this goaltending, Bob, I, I think is going to rear its ugly head early and become a major issue for this hockey club. I, I really do. I, I think that that's, those are the two question marks. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we had Nick on a week ago and talking about what's going to happen on defense. I think, I think on defense, they they can muddle through with what they have. They have to get a couple of young guys signed. But this is, I don't think this team is as good as last year. And and so when you're talking about a team that's going to get a lot of points in the regular season because it's an 82 game schedule, and are we going to see them flat as a pancake in the playoffs? Because, you know, do you remember the years when Dwayne Casey was coaching the Raptors? And and we said it constantly. Uh, it doesn't matter what they do in the regular season. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. It's what they do in the playoffs. And this Maple Leaf team is identical to that. 
doesn't matter what they do in the regular season. They're good enough to, they're good enough. But to how can you project what they're going to do in the playoffs? You can't. So what we're going to do is we're, we're going to watch an 82 game exhibition schedule. That's what I'm saying. And we're, and we're, and in the middle of November, when they beat somebody eight to one and everybody, everybody gets back on the bandwagon and say, the Maple Leafs are doing what they're supposed to do. We're all going to sit there and say, yeah, but hold on. What are they going to do on April the 15th? Well, that's the, been the story of this team for four, five, six years now. More so than ever. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing. Um, without question, you, you don't win Stanley Cups unless you get great goaltending. And you don't always get it from great goaltenders, but usually you do. So the Toronto Maple Leafs will start. This will be the third consecutive year they've had a, num- a different number one goaltender. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, so in theory, it was Freddie Anderson. Last right. year no. was Jack Campbell, and right. this this it's either I I assume, assume it's they're going to tell us it's Matt Murray, but I I can tell I think by Christmas time it'll be the other guy. Well, that being the case, so here's what we know: they decided that Anderson wasn't good enough. Yes, and they let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, why wasn't he good enough? Well, because his performance in the playoffs was less than his performance during the regular season. So he goes to Carolina, and what does he do? He's great. Well, remember, he though, he didn't, he, he, yeah, he didn't finish the regular season and, and, and really wasn't a factor in the playoffs. No, but he was great during the regular season. Very I good. Mean, and he what should, if, he, if he wasn't hurt, he was going to be a Vezina nominee. There you go. So it wasn't that they dropped a goaltender that wasn't good enough. They dropped a goaltender who probably was good enough. They didn't think he was. What happened last year? Jack Campbell got off to a great start, went to the all-star game and came back and flopped. Yeah. And then was not great in the playoffs. Sort of like. Oh, hold on. Hold on. That's not true. You can't blame Jack Campbell for that seven-game series. I'm not blaming loss. him. I just said he wasn't great. I, th- I, I tell you what. I don't think he stood on he his was, head. No, he didn't. Uh, he, no, he, he didn't. He was, he, listen, they did not lose because of Jack Campbell. Look, that's not the point. Okay. I, I could argue that till the cows come home, but I won't because the point is they decided they didn't want him. Okay, they didn't want him no, at a price. No, they didn't they want him at, the, at his price. That's right. That's right. But Edmonton wanted him. Edmonton yep. wanted him at his price, yep. and they and and there he is. So Edmonton thought he's a good enough goaltender to be paid. Was he being paid five? Five million, yeah. Thought he was good enough to be a five million dollar goaltender. Mm-hmm. Kyle Dubas doesn't think so. Kyle Dubas didn't think Anderson was worth it. I think Anderson showed him. Now he thinks uh, he thinks uh, Campbell isn't worth it. We'll see if he shows him. And who does he bring in? He brings in a guy who I grant you is cheaper. Yep. But he is not the same guy, has not been the same guy as he was in Pittsburgh. Is that fair? Well, I think that's really fair. I think that's, I, I think that again, as off the top, I think that the goaltending issue in, in Toronto is one of their biggest question marks. You know, it's, 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 a, it's going to be a huge factor. And if you think that, Playing in Toronto doesn't have more pressure than playing in Ottawa or Pittsburgh. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, again, I hate to bring it back to this, but the guy who's making these decisions is the general manager of the hockey club, mm-hmm. who I gather it's now been conceded this is kind of the last chance. It's his last contract. Wait, it's, it, his contract expires next summer, Bob. So... Well, they're going to have to fish or cut bait at some point if they feel Kyle uh, is or isn't doing the job, right? Don't you think? Well, I would have done it before this, but yes, I know that. But nonetheless, yes, I mean that is the, that's the definitive answer. And what does he have to do in order to keep his job? In your opinion, third round of the playoffs. That would be minimum for me, yeah. I, I I think if you win two playoff rounds, um, and you get you, because let's remember, um, since the last time the Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup, 
They have been to the third round of the playoffs. I'm going to just off the top of my head say three times, four times, sorry, four times they've been to this. And so in 57 years, they've been to the third round four times. Um, that's that's where that that'll be the measuring stick, you know. And and you know, you mentioned Edmonton with Jack Campbell. The Oilers got to the third round this year and took a ton of pressure uh, off of uh, off of what Kenny Holland is trying to build in Edmonton. And so I think I think a third round uh, arrival for the Maple Leafs would would quell a lot of the pressure. And th- this this would be now a situation where this generation of Maple Leaf fans. Would look at the third round and just be, I mean they'd be riding horses up and down Young Street again like they did in the mid nineties with the third round. Sure, well that's what yeah they they would be. Listen, listen, they, but hold on, this is a town, Bob. This is a town that I mean this and a generation of sports fans here that you have. You have the Raptor Championship in 2019. It's it's let's face it, it's way up here. It's it is it is the it is the pinnacle. But let's talk about the success of the Jays. Everybody still talks about 2015. How far did they go in 2015? People are talking about that as being an iconic season. They didn't get to the World Series. They didn't. And so the Maple Leafs to get to the third round. And three rounds of playoffs. This town would be wild. Well, it might be, but it shouldn't be. No, but it would be. And people people will be talking. I mean, that we had Dougie Gilmore on last week. Dougie Gilmore took this, took the Maple Leafs, won a Stanley Cup in Calgary. <laughs> they, 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 he took he the, took Maple the Leafs conference to, final. Two conference finals. The third round. The third round. One, lost one in seven games, lost one in five. Yeah. And he's a legend in Toronto. A legend. So th- this town, this town will accept. Any level of winning, and I well, think that that measures what the, three what the town does is one thing. And look, at they go crazy if they win one hockey game, you know, if they win a preseason game, they get excited. Well, that's next week, so you know, beers are on me. But hold on, hold on, folks. Did you hear that? Yeah, if you want to, if, Le- if the Leafs win next week, Bob's buying beer. Yeah, I'm, we can meet. Well, somewhere. but that's the kind of town it is. Yeah, you know, but, but it but, doesn't take much to get hockey fans excited, enthused and optimistic. Um, but at the end of the day, how do you bring this general manager back given the umpteen failures that this team has had? You know, maybe you could say a third round is a success, but he's had what four consecutive failed years, failures. Well, I'm, to, I'm, couldn't I'm, get past I'm, the first round. You've got the same players you have had, with the exception of the goaltenders. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the nucleus is the same. The core I mean, is the, the same. The core is the same. You're right. The fringe doesn't matter because in this era, you're constantly changing the third and fourth line or sixth and seventh defensemen all the time, constantly. Yeah. Because those are the guys that want to pay raise, and those are the guys you get rid of, so you can bring in a guy who's really cheap. That's right. So, and that's about the easiest thing you can do. Well, in fact, I would argue, I would argue that's the toughest thing to do. If you if you look look at the success of no, it's not. You can, it's tougher oh. to get a core to build a core, and and then what it what's okay, what it's tougher okay. to do is if you build that core, it better work. So 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 your core is Matthews Marner. Get rid of those guys. I didn't say that. It's not the core. No, no, but no, but the, my Matthews, is, Marner, Tavares, Nylander. Right. That's the core. And, and and Riley. Now Riley's been signed long term. You have to put Riley in there too. Okay, fair enough. So so you are you are you changing that core? Oh yeah. You're changing Nylander. Mm-hmm. But not long much. Time ago. But not much more. Well, I t- uh, well I'd change Tavares if I could, but you can't. Yeah. I mean. Well, that, he's, yeah. He's an $11 million player that no one will touch. Nobody. Yeah. So, so the, the fascination is that I, I, and this goes to, this is a, you know, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, they can't play 60 minutes. You know, they play what, 22, 23, 24 on a good night. It, 
to me, this is the ultimate team sport. So it's those, it's those guys at the bottom of your roster, the guys that you, as you say, are the cheap guys and you're, you're, you're turning them over. Those become as, as key as your core because, you know, teams learn to stop stars. So you need, you need depth players more and more often. And that, I think that's, I think that's when, I think that's Kyle's biggest deficiency is his, his bottom six aren't that good compared to Tampa's bottom six. Of course the they Pittsburgh, aren't. And the reason Pittsburgh's why aren't they bottom as good? Six. Why aren't they as good? Uh, that's a great, well, be, you're I'll gonna, tell you. Okay. Because the Toronto Maple Leafs have three players. They pay $10 million plus to. How many does Tampa have? No, they have three, I think two or close to three. No. Sure. They do. Sure. They have uh Kucherov. Stamkos is at Stamkos nine. doesn't make Stamkos does not make 10. Okay. And the Maple Leafs have two guys that make 11. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not pretty close. It is. Uh, so, uh, so, so what do you, and so they, what do you and, suggest and now? A, but you get, you can't get rid of one of those guys. Well, yeah, you can, you could get rid of Nylander. But Nylander's the cheapest guy. In fact, if you look dollar for dollar, yeah, would, so what? I would argue that he's the most efficient guy of the four. <laughs> not more than Matthews, but I, I, I think Nylander's, a pretty efficient hockey player, Bob. Well, then what would For you the do? dollars? See, you, you're the same as every other fan. No. You, you, don't, you don't like it, but you don't want to do anything with it. You don't want no. to trade anything that's valuable. You've got to, you've got to make some moves to well, make I, this I, hockey team better. If, if you're telling me to get rid of one of those four guys, I agree with you with John Tavares. But I also, you, also, you know the market too, Bob. You know that nobody's going to touch John at his price and his age. Nobody's going to touch him. So that points to me to an obvious choice. If you are going to move one of those guys, I think there's only one of them you can move. Marner. Right. Right. Well, because you can get, but they're not moving him, are they? No, but you could get a boatload for Marner, but you've got $45 million in four players, essentially $42 million in four players. Close to 50 when you, again, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here. With, yeah, if you Riley, add Riley and you got close to 50. 50 million dollars? For five. For five guys. And now, and your cap. And, and you so can't you, win with them. And so you have, you have. Uh, five and you have so what's you your have, goaltender worth? 2.8. You got, yeah, your goal. T- I mean, the goaltenders are cheap right now. And that was, and that was, and that was no, for but cap it, reasons. Yeah. You, you have a cheap goaltender who's not, who hasn't played well. That's why he's cheap. Yeah. A good goaltender costs you five plus. Correct. They don't have one of those. Yeah. yeah. They had Anderson before he was making that kind of money. Yeah. No, no. Hey, Bob, you're, you're bang on. But again, you know, it's, it's not the core that you're, you need to worry about. It's how you try to, with that $32 million uh, to, to try to find 18 players. Well, because because that's the reality that's the of problem. this sport. That's the reality of this sport. When when Dubas did this, it was it was not out of any book. He brought his own book for that. This one, nobody else had done what he'd done in terms of economics. Sure, you had two guys who made big money in a bunch of places mm-hmm. in Edmonton, back in the day in Chicago. Um, in Philadelphia, in um, Pittsburgh, even theoretically in Tampa, but you hadn't, you didn't have four, and that was the point of difference. Well, well, no, it was the point of difference. Remember when they got Tavares? Neither of the other two, the two kids. Well, they were still on their entry level deals, right? Matthews and Marner were not making big money. Yeah, so you could go and spend that eleven million. But, but did that, you take into consideration what you were going to have to spend? And that $11 million became a bar for those two players, too. I'm not, making, I'm not making excuses for Kyle, but here's what I can tell you. When they signed Tavares, what everybody was thinking. This was pre-pandemic. This was business in the National Hockey League was going great. We were going to have a new TV contract in the United States. We had a new TV contract in Canada. Uh, and and, and when, when Tavares got signed... We were all talking about the cap being at 100 million. The cap was going to be 100 million. So, but then, you know, life happened. Life happened. And 
you know, things occurred and, and the world Fine. changed. But John, it's been four years now. But you can't, this you team can't, is no you can't. better than it was in not a no better place than it was. In fact, by your own words at the beginning of this, I, I don't think it's as good, Bob. I don't think exactly. it's as good as they are worse. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the responsibility ultimately of one person. Yeah. And that's the guy who well, built it. Okay. So let me, but what do you, what do you allow for? See, here, here's what, ha here's what's happened. What do you allow for is the first question um, for the pandemic to kick in, to create some patience and say, okay, we know the pandemic occurred. We know either the flat cap, the flat cap has affected so many things on for so many teams, but you don't care. You got to work with it. Every, well, everybody has to work with it, but, but the, the Kyle being the fulcrum, are you going to give Kyle a chance to dig his way out? He's, he's had a chance and he's no, done nothing. Not since the pandemic. Well, not since, I mean, it, it feels like an eternity, but it's only been two and a half years. What do, you, do I have to wait until not just the pandemic ends, but until the cap goes up? Do I have to give him that long to see whether he will, you know, get off his sticky chair and actually do something? Because he's shown no indication he's the least bit interested in changing his philosophy or moving anybody. Well, I think that's what this year makes you. If you're if you're sitting on the MLSC board, well, that'd be fun to see you on the board. Wouldn't that be something to see you in the boardroom? Oh God, I'd pay money for that. Um, that that's that's the decision they will take this year to make with Brendan's evaluation as well. Is okay? Did he do Did he do well enough? Are we pointed in the right direction? There are a lot of things within this organization. They will tell you that we're that the Maple Leafs are pointed in the right direction. But they've been pointing in the right direction for four years. I'm, I'm yeah, tired but, but, of being pointed in the right it. direction. I want to go in the right direction. That's what I want. Let's go in the right direction. Do I know what it is? No. What a, you know, the best thing that could happen to this team is that they, if they play like crap over the first 40 or 50 games, they get to the tr trade deadline, excuse me, and they have to do something. Well, I tell you, let's it, see if this guy will do something. I tell you what, if they if they play like crap the first 30 games of the season, Bob, you you will have to wonder where if Kyle will get to the trade deadline. Well, the coach won't get to the trade deadline. No, and, and, it, and that was the second part of my my thought process was is that what's happened, and we saw it last year, is that managers aren't taking the flack. Managers aren't they no, it, they're, it's, they're, they always they, pass down. 13 coaches last year, Bob. Exactly. And 13 be, coaches. And another one will go in Toronto unless something good happens. No, I don't. I think that they go, so sure I think that, they go together. If they go, they go together. Well, there's something wrong with that then. You know, I because I don't want a general manager and a coach who are best friends, best pals, <laughs> and go together. Here's the fact. Not here's interested the in that. Here's the fascination for me. Uh, and and you you know this country as, as well and better than I do when it comes to fans. Who do you think feels better about their hockey club right now in this country? Everybody, Toronto, Toronto or Montreal? Montreal, without question, <laughs> and without a doubt. And they could be thirty first or thirty second. They absolutely, uh, they probably will be, but but they, but have they have optimism. Yeah, it's fascinating to. I mean, it's 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 one of those things about. It's still one of those things about sports that keeps you coming back. There's lots of stuff that drives me nuts about sports right now, but that's one of those ones where you look at you look in the mirror and think Montreal's positive with what they've got, what they're doing. Marty Saint Louis, Slavkovsky's coming, first round pick. Ottawa, look what they've done. Things are pretty good. You know, I think Winnipeg's kind of in the same boat as Toronto. But Calgary and Edmonton and Vancouver are all th all thinking, hey, things are looking up for us. <laughs> and the Maple Leafs, who have the Hart Trophy winner, they have, you know, it, let's face it, it's the center of the hockey universe, <laughs> and people are ready to. Oh, jump but they're off really the not. I don't think. I think you're wrong there. I think Maple Leaf fans are still Maple Leaf fans. They're not bitching and complaining. They're not. Oh, I home. think that there's a cloud. I think they. I think they see that cloud over the hill, Bob, and think, "Oh, that looks like a storm for us." No, I don't think so. I think they're still they're still crazy optimistic, and I think crazy is the right word. <laughs> uh, we got a break. When we come back, um, 
some baseball talk. Some guys who want back. Some guys who need rest. And changes that you might want to make if you're a Blue Jays fan. We'll talk about it when we continue after these messages. McCown Shannon, back with you now. So while the Maple Leafs get set to get underway, the Blue Jays are wrapping things up. They got about two weeks left in there. Fifteen games, I think, Bob. Regular season. Well, that's about two weeks worth, isn't it? Um, Vladdy says he wants to come back, and there's sort of a big deal been made of that. Um, I think that's much ado about nothing. That's a nice thing to hear, but means nothing really. Uh, at this point, I think that's exactly what you do say. Sure. When you're in his position. Particularly during a season, right? You know, and the answer will be, if you give him more money than anybody else, he'll come back. That's the answer. Well, let me ask you this, though. How would you define, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is his season this year? Seven? Uh, That's pretty close. So, when you compare last season where he was, you know, in the running for the MVP of the American League, and this season where he's not, um, how do you measure that? And how do you measure how much money you give him? Or does it matter? Oh, I measure it a lot. Uh, no, you, as a t- if you're the team, you do. But if it's Vladdy, you're. Well, you, you want as much as you can get. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, look, at here. here's the thing. He's 23 years old. He's just at a point now where he should be starting to get it um, figured out. But not peaked. Peak should happen 25, 26 to 30, somewhere in that neighborhood. That should be your peak. And maybe it still will be for him. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a time when he probably should be just in ending his first year in the major leagues. Um, we should He should still be learning about things, learning about pitchers, whatever. You don't so think, hold on, hold on. But you're not suggesting that the, the Jays made a mistake by putting him in the major leagues too early. Oh, God, no. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. But you can't look at him like you look at every other kid who's going to become a free agent or a guy who's going to become a free agent. Correct. He's going to become a free agent two or three years before most other players. Right. Because he came up so early. And is it possible that this is a slump year and that there's more good stuff to come? Absolutely, 100%. And so I'm not making any decisions on Vladdy right now, today. But having said that, if you're looking at on a day-to-day basis, is he likely to get as much as I thought he would get at this point last year? Hell no. I thought he was a $50 million guy at this point last year. I thought his contract was going to be 10 years, half a billion dollars. So a Simeon style? More. Wow. Really? Well, Simeon got what? $50 million. He's I think he's 45. Is Simeon 45 million? I think I think uh, I think he's um, yeah he's, he's so what is he now? He's 30? easily fifty million a year. So is he, what is he? You think you still think fifty or is now no. you're down to thirty? No, no. thirty-five. Uh, I'm pro. Yeah, I think not thirty-five. I think I think high twenties, thirty over a long-term contract. I think he's probably a three hundred million dollar guy right now. I think if you sat down in front of an arbitrator, which of course, you know, I mean, that's going to happen. But if an arbitrator was was deciding on a long-term contract right. for Vlad, as opposed to one year, right, then the number would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 years, 300 million, which is, you know, that's top 10 in baseball, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not number one. It's, uh, he was number one in my right. mind at the end of last year. I know you could say Otani, and I, I wouldn't argue with that. Otani's in the same category, so one and one A. But nobody else was in that category. Judge wasn't in that category last year. No. Um, he might be now. Everybody loves home runs, and he's hitting <laughs> plenty of them. What do you do with Bo, then? That's a problem, too, because Bo was having the same kind of year Vladdy was yeah. up until a month ago. And Bo has gone. Bo has gone berserk. Yeah, I mean, I and shudder to number, think what his, his numbers team is. will be very close to what he did last year. Yeah, I, I shudder to to think what this team would be without what Bo Bichette has played. 
how well there's absolutely there's absolutely no doubt that Bo Bichette is a more valuable member of this team than Vladdy is right now. If you take 20 home runs away from Vladdy, which is what you've done, mm-hmm. and probably take away 15 RBIs, which has happened, right? Um, and then you take away all the days he doesn't play defensively. Hmm. It hurts. It hurts him badly. Yeah, in terms of his valuation. So what? So what? Do you, you haven't answered my question. Then what do you give him? Both thirty as well. It'll be hard to give Bo that much. Number one, because he's a shortstop. Number two, because he is not really a power hitter. He's a 20 home run guy. That's nice, but that's not a power hitter. Not in the truest sense of the word. Um, Now, I remember how we were talking about with the Maple Leafs in the previous segment, how, you know, signing John Tavares to the contract they did really influenced what they had to do with the other guys. It really affected what they did for Matthews, what they did for Marner. Um, don't you think the Springer contract affects this type of thing with Bichette and with Guerrero? Yeah, I think the Springer contract does affect it more. Uh, having said that, it's hard to deny Springer's contribution or influence. Totally. So you're probably looking again at high twenties for Bo Bichette, probably in that range right now. But Vladdy's around the same number, you know, maybe 30, maybe 30, but no more than that, the way he's played. Right now, he's a very good first baseman. Is he clearly the best first baseman in all of baseball? Is he, is he clearly, a, you know? Bob, no. you're, not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not paying one penny. You're not paying one penny for a Vladdy Guerrero salary for him to be the first baseman. You're 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 paying it completely on the basis of what well, he I'm does. Pos- just as a position. No, my my point my point being is is that, I mean, uh, I'm paying him as a hitter. As a hitter, he completely. happens to play first base. Right, that's right. Am I absolutely sure he's the best first baseman in the American League or in baseball? And the answer is no, offensively or defensively. So I don't, <laughs> he's not the best player in baseball right now. No, and you could have made that. A, you could have made that argument. Otani, Otani was the only other guy in the conversation. There were two in the conversation last year, and it was those two. So in some warped way, warped way, Guerrero having the season he's having, the team playing, let's face it, I think is as well as they're playing now. Playing well and, now. And, and could be a, a playoff contender. Um, it actually might help the, might help the baseball team. <laughs> financially well that, and that's kind of a juxtaposition that you're sitting there saying that's weird that's really you know, strange you know what i've been for two years i've been saying get ready because this blue jay team needs to make some changes yep and they and i asked actually was a proponent of them making changes last off season remember yeah, you I wanted to get rid trade? of the, you wanted to get rid of say oscar last season yeah and great that idea now well, I think it makes more sense now, particularly with the the. the Do you the, think the that depth. would have been a good idea? I think it might be a better idea this off, this off season. Well, what I said was, did Teoscar has a con uh, is a free agent is coming up to free agency, mm-hmm. and based on last year, he's going to get a big big raise, mm-hmm. and he's not that good. He was a one year wonder, and I mean he's a fine player. But he's he he is not the player he appeared to be last year. He is not a thirty home run, three hundred offensive guy. He's a guy who strikes out too much and doesn't do enough for you in a whole bunch of different areas. Not that I don't like him. I love the guy. I love him dearly, and he's he's a pretty good player. But right now, you got to think about sitting him as you get ready for this last fifteen games mm-hmm. and for the postseason. In fact, I can make an argument. What? With you right hold now. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. You're going to sit to Oscar Hernandez between now and, and the playoffs and in the playoffs? I might. In, in lieu of whom? Tapia. Well, heaven forbids we know what's going on with Guriel. You need Tapia on the Well, you got to assume Guriel's coming back, but even if he doesn't. <sighs> Bob, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. That's a that's a little out there. 
Uh, are you sure not. Brad? You sure Bradley Jr. His offense isn't good enough to keep him in the lineup. Uh, Brad, uh, hey, listen. If you take Jack, Hernandez out, J- Jackie Bradley Jr. For all the criticism that this team gets of signing him and 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 just for a depth, play, Jackie Bradley Jr. has played very well for this ball. Club. That's what I'm saying. And and, and whether whether and and really, ex- Bradley Jr. Whether it's in center field or right field, or actually he can play all three positions. He's he's been an asset. Uh, the the other guy that you wonder about when when you think about all these. Uh, these positions is, is, you know, Mayfield, what, what's going on with him? I mean, well, where does he fit he, in? What, that's a waste he, of time. He's not hitting, but he should, he shouldn't have been a waste of time. Nobody could, he was, you know, again, he was a guy, you couldn't get him in the lineup on a regular basis. You thought he was going to play a little second base. Well, you actually, you actually thought that they actually thought Springer wasn't going to play as much as he has with the elbow. There's really. that. Yeah. And the truth of the matter. And clearly it's, he hasn't hit since he came from Kansas City. Not at all. But I'm and not he sure he's play. in the lineup enough to hit. That's the well, thing with it. Well, the guy was a regular player. No, 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 you can't. You, you, he, he wasn't acquired as a regular. He was acquired as a, a fourth outfielder and a fifth infielder. And if he'd hit, he'd play. If you're hitting, they find a place for you to play. That's he's a chicken and hitting. an egg scenario. It's too easy me. to not find a, a place for him not to play. Yeah. Now, now Tapia, on the other hand, is hitting better than you thought he would. Yeah. Not great, but hitting better than you thought he would. And he's playing outstanding defensive outfield. Outstanding defensive outfield. Well, to the point where, you know, and I know Gurriel's on a really good contract right now. Does that change your philosophy long term of Gurriel? Uh, Long term is a long term is a question I'm not prepared to address yet. Okay, all right. Before he got hurt, yeah, that peak he was on that streak where he'd raised his average to over 300 was on decline. He was not hitting well in the in the I say two weeks before he was hurt. Mm-hmm. So he comes back. You got to give him his job back, and you see how he's hitting. But if he's not hitting come playoff time, at this point, Tappy is my left fielder. And Bradley Jr. is probably my right fielder. Wow, that uh, and and you should have uh, traded uh, and you should have traded Hernandez. Well, when, I, when I think we have time. to. I think we. I because I, I, I think the outfield for the playoffs is going to be Gurriel, Springer, and Tay Oscar Hernandez. <laughs> I don't, and I think Tapia. Well, if, I think Tapia and Bradley come off the bench. But those are two entirely different questions. You asked me what I would do. No, I know. I agree with you. I think they're going to go with the stat, the yeah. thing that they had on the bulletin board at the beginning of the year, which is the outfield that you suggested. Yeah. And I'm saying to you, there is a case to be made for changing the outfield at playoff time. And don't forget, the Atlanta Braves did exactly that. They changed their outfield entirely in the last month and a half. Well, after the deadline, right? They did the deadline, right? And they won a World Series with it. So it's not like it can't be done. And these are guys you know. They are not guys you brought in from someplace else. They are not guys that have replaced other players and, you know, performed great over the course of the year and played every game. You got two bit players, one one from Boston, who's been a bit player since he's been here in Bradley, and Tapia has been a bit player for the Blue Jays all year long. Well, so, and the Tapia trade, I think everybody wondered what what the heck are they doing? They, we knew they had to get rid of Gritchuk, but uh, but getting Tapia back and what tra- Tapia has added, you're right, so much better than even where Randall Gritchuk was going to do for this ball club. So right. I mean, so he's much been better. Ter- he's been terrific, and he's yeah. hitting better now. And so, and he's a left-handed bat. It's still an issue for this club, you know. It's a big issue for this team. Uh, and before we go, you know, when, it, when you start looking at the pitching staff, I know we talked a fair bit about this, you know, who's your, who's your fourth, who's, well, you don't need a fifth starter. I don't think in the postseason, but you sure need a fourth. And would it be, uh, Brios was pretty good on the weekend, Bob. He was okay. Um, I didn't think he was pretty good. I thought, okay. He was just okay. All right. All right. General manager, Bob, what do you get? What are you doing with Stripling? Signing him? Oh Yeah. And how much? How much is he, how much is he getting? Twelve oh, to fifteen. Yeah, I was thinking fifteen. He might get fifteen, but I think he gets 
I think he, he can get 12 as a starter competitively. And are you signing him? Hell yeah. Who else you got? Do you have anybody in the minors that you think is ready? No. Not as a starter. No. 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 Are you going to bring Hunjin Ryu back? Well, he, I mean, he's, I think he's got one more year in his deal. So. He has one more year, but he's coming off Tommy John. <laughs> Who knows if he'll be ready? And I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Actually, that might, in the end, that might be the biggest challenge for, for Ross is if, if Ryu comes back and in a pinch, what do you do with that kind of money for arguably a fifth starter? And I'm not, and the, and the guy you got from Seattle can go back to Seattle for all I care. Oh, well, he's a bullpen guy now. Come on now. He's not a starter. He's a bullpen guy. Well, whatever he is, he can go where he can go be be that where someplace else for ten, twelve million dollars a year, whatever he's making. <laughs> Do you give Manoa a rest over the last two weeks? Well, where are where are you? As long as you have home field advantage in the in, Is that in, what you're in, playing for? I am. Yeah, I am. Well, and by the way, I know they lost to Baltimore yesterday. They can't seem to win that third game of a series or the last game of a series ever. It drives me nuts. But they're, what are they, five behind the Yankees, six behind the Yankees? Something like uh, that. Um, you know, should, should you should you not worry about winning the division? No. Um, okay, So, th- but I, I want to be first of the wild cards. I want those three games in my building. John, I get that, and I don't disagree with you, except this team has been so good on the road. Only of late, and but check. I look know, at the opponents, if, though, Bob. Look at the opponents. Texas. They beat so you're Texas. gonna you're gonna you're gonna pitch the arms off your starters, and pray that they they don't get dead arms. Tell you what, I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to keep the rotation uh, intact until uh, if there's 15 left, which we know there is. I'm going to go and then look at the last three that that weekend series in Baltimore. And if I feel that I can get through the weekend series at Baltimore and maintain home field advantage, then I would rest Manoa for the home debut in the playoffs. That's what I would do. Pretty dangerous. I know, but I want I want home field advantage. But it's a situation that they've created now, or that's been created because of uh, the injuries and the and the lack of a fifth starter. They don't have that guy. They didn't prepare for that. They don't. He isn't in the minors. They haven't got a guy in the bullpen right now that really can be the fifth starter. So um, they've created this this problem, and uh, they're, they're, they're just closing their eyes and hoping they make it through. we got to take the break. We'll come back and uh, wrap it up after these messages. Uh, we are back. Anything else you wish to discuss here? I know you wanted to uh, mention Aaron Judge and his assault on 61, which is, um, I'm sorry, but that's sort of silly, isn't it? It's not well, it's a Yan- it's a Yankee record, right? So what? I mean, yeah. let the Yankee fans, let the New York talk shows talk yeah. about the, the yeah. Yankee. Record. What, by the way, what is the home run uh, record in a in a single season now? God, I forget. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Remember, as kids, well, I I don't remember. I, well, how I many did Bonds hit? I think it was seventy three, but I'm not sure. I can't remember, but remember how imp- how imp- important sixty and then sixty one were. Well, they were legendary. Yeah, but uh, but th- that whole and and it's funny because the game has become such a home run game, a home you know long ball style game, and yet I don't think home run numbers have near the impact that they did when we were kids. What is McGuire? How many did McGuire hit? Sixty six. I can't remember. I can't remember. It's exactly it. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a, that, that's an interesting point. And I mean, Albert Pujols is going for seven hundred. By the way, would you rather have Albert Pujols in your lineup or Willie Mays? For Willie Mays? Well, Willie Mays. What he, kind he, of a he, choice is that? I know, um, but I'm just saying numbers because uh, I, my, I, as a kid, Willie Mays was my favorite player. I well, just love Willie, Willie, uh, Willie Mays is a legendary player. I love Al- Albert Pujols, but Willie Mays was a center fielder his whole career. He played twenty something yeah. years. Yeah. And he could still play the outfield when he was old. And he went to every all-star game, which is what he should have done. So yeah. uh, the answer no. is Willie Mays. But I think he, you know, like, but you, you think no disrespect that, to, respect to Pujols, yeah. who's a great player and who should probably play another year. He's not going to, though. I don't think so. 
No, no, I think this is it. I think, it, I mean, it would be heartbreaking if he doesn't get to 700. I think you know, that's that's that milestone he wants to get to. So it'll be interesting if he can in the next two weeks. Well, that's why I wonder if he doesn't get there, will he come back and, and, and do it next year? And and uh, I actually hope he does. You hope he I gets to 700 or hopes he no, comes I hope back. he comes back for another year. I think he's a he's great for the game. He's a great talking point. He's a good person. You know, fans love him. Mm. Um, and he can still play. He is not, he's not done. Now, granted, he's a DH slash first baseman, but he's not done as a player. And he can still hit well enough yeah. to be out there. And I love to see these guys. I mean, I love, I, I think, you know, don't you love, you're watching Brady last night on TV. You know, don't you love watching 45 year old base uh, football player? I'm concerned I mean, about him though. I'm sure I'm concerned about Tom Brady. Well, I, I think there's something wrong with him, but that's a topic Boy, for another look, day. He, I, I want to be on whatever diet he's on. I, I need to get on it. You know? Well, not necessarily. I think he looks sickly, if you ask nah, me. I mean, I, I think, think Giselle's got him. Giselle's got him on something. So. I don't think he looks healthy at all. Well, uh, and the way he's ta- and the way he's talking, he said, you know, when you get hit as a forty-five-year-old, it's a lot different when you when you were a twenty-five-year-old. That 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 tells you that he's he's looking well, back at no this. Oh shit, and, Sherlock! Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, guess what? Of course, it's not that it, they hit you any differently. It's you feel it differently. Yeah, that's what's happened to him. Wait until he's 65, Bob. <laughs> he's, he's still playing at 65. Oh, that's a, do you remember as a kid, though, uh, when George Blanda played and we all thought how old George Blanda was? And George Blanda well, was a kicker and a backup quarterback. Well, Lou Groza was the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, Gro- but Groza, in the end, didn't play much on the offensive line for Cleveland. Well, I've, no, he didn't play at all on the offensive line. He was just a kicker. Just a kicker. But I mean, Blanda. Well, so was Blanda to... pretty much at yeah. the end. Yeah. Just yeah. a kicker. But, and he, and, and George Blanda looked like older than dirt. But did Blanda play till he was 45 or 47? For, 46. I think it was 46. Oh, 46, right in the middle. He played till he was 46. Yeah. As a but, kicker, though. Yeah. More so as a kicker. But he backed up. When at the Raiders, he backed up uh, for uh, for behind Daryl LaMonica. Yeah, I remember as a Raider. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think Blanda played it. Hey, I, I was going to ask you what happened to the Browns. How do I know? I didn't see the game. Lost they to played, the they Jets. Played the, they played the Jets. They missed an extra point. They gave up yeah. two touchdowns in the last two minutes of the game. Screwed up an onside kick, and they got beat. Thirty-one uh, thirty. So well, they're better than Baker Mayfield. And uh, well, that is interesting, isn't it? And it well, was very, but then it's funny. It was so I interesting can't... that they traded him to the team they played first on the schedule. Because well, remember, no, but... they the line the schedule was out before they made the trade with Carolina for Mayfield. So they traded him to the team that they were playing first. And at that time, they thought the other guy was going to be the number one quarterback. So don't you believe that it was necessarily Carolina's because Carolina would give them the most. It was for other reasons that they did it in Cleveland. Because that's you, th- you think they, they looked at the schedule and said, we're going to trade a hundred percent, a hundred percent. There is no question in my mind whatsoever. They knew exactly what they were doing. They wanted to shove it up Mayfield's, you know what, which they barely did by the way. Well, they didn't really, they beat them, but they didn't beat them by much. But they thought they were had they're going to get their three hundred fifty million dollar quarterback too, and they didn't have him. So, well, they just more, more embarrassing. Yeah, you're, you're, so, so the, are, are you not watching the Browns until uh, till game? I watch the Browns when they put them on TV. I don't have the NFL pack, so I don't get you to what? watch them whenever I want. No, I, I I pay for things, John. Unlike you, I pay for everything. Do you really? <laughs> well, I pay for most things. Do you really? I pay for some things. We're going to have an inquisitor come over to your house and check on but all I, the connections to everything. Well, here, here but I'm about to say, but I know a guy. <laughs> we all know a guy. <laughs> Listen, I, I just discovered that uh, the channel 77, whatever it is, the, the NFL red zone. Red zone. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, red it's not zone. as good as... Not as good as watching the whole game, but it's still pretty good. No, but if you're if you're sitting there and and you want, I know, it, I watched it. Yeah, it it is it, it. They do an amazing job on the red zone. 
I'd much rather watch that than watch some game that I'm not interested in. And that's what I, that's, what's been on this year so far is games. I'm really not that interested in. Did you, were you interested in Miami and Baltimore yesterday? No, not, not even a little bit. What? It was a great game. Oh, spectacular. They've had a lot of great games. There've been a lot of great games. The NFL, it's like, it's it, there. But so it, what? It's fantastic. And I, you know, I, I don't care. Why? What, what, waiting for waiting for the Browns in the playoffs or what? Look, I make no mistake about it. I'm not an NFL fan. I'm a Browns fan. Secondarily, I like Brady, so I'll watch now Tampa. Mm-hmm. Third, I like Vegas and the Raiders, so if they're on, I'll watch them. Now that was a heck of a game too last yesterday. Overtime. Whew. So that that and that is my that's my NFL limit. Oh. Like I'm not interested. You know, Green Bay pays Chicago, big game. No, I couldn't yeah. care less. Couldn't care less. Dallas Cowboys, not interested in what they do. So you get weeks where you don't get a game on, right? Yeah, that's you why read that, you're right about red zone. Interested red, in. red zone does keep you interested. Every touchdown, everything like that. By the way, on serious, well, I don't XM, sit and watch it, but I, I'll tell you what, John, I have it on around right. the house. And if and they go to the game that I'm interested in, I go and sit and watch that. And, and, and listen, the guys at NFL NFL uh, radio on Sirius XM, they do as good a job on the radio side. I listen to them, Leckett and Tori, every, every Sunday. They do a fantastic job the same way on on uh, NFL radio channel 88. Is there anybody you want? To, anybody else you want to promote here for free? While you're uh, Bob Cowan is back tomorrow. Thank you, and so is John Shannon. Uh, we hope you will be too. See ya.